Hannah Staver, and this is Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the news you need to sound smart and impress your friends when you go out this weekend. Welcome back to another episode of Ohio Politics Explained, the lame duck launch edition. This week, we're giving you the lowdown on the first week of lame duck legislating. We're talking about the state school board shakeup, how transgender children access gender affirming care, what new rules might be coming for using a cell phone in the car, and what's up with expanding access to marijuana. Joining me today, hidden in the press room of the state capitol, is reporter Laura Bischoff. Hello, Anna. We are literally sitting next to each other on the floor. Our microphone is on a chair. It's all very professional. Very improvised professional. Our first topic is the Ohio Department of Education. Republicans in the Senate say they've had issues with the department and its state board of education for years. And now is the time to make some pretty significant changes. Enter Senate Bill 178. It would create a new cabinet position in the governor's office that would oversee most of the state's academic policies. And instead of doing that, the Board of Education would focus on things like teacher licensure. So Senate President Matt Huffman says that, you know, the state board's inability to do things like pick a new state superintendent over the last year is just one example of their dysfunction. And arguably, you know, that process didn't go the way anybody wanted it to. But Democrats say the timing of this legislation is a little suspect. It comes a week after they flipped three of the elected seats on the board. You know, the State Board of Education has always been an interesting place for education policy. I think that uh, George Voinovich and John Kasich both tried to wrestle some control away. Correct. And uh, it's a mix of uh, appointed board members and people elected by district. And I would say, you know, it's you have a hard time figuring out who the judges are running for office. It's even more difficult to figure out who's running for State Board of Education. Yeah. And so if this passes, uh, there will be this new cabinet appointee. Um, It will be the director of DO, the Department of Educational Workforce. I just like saying DO. But they will have a lot of the responsibilities that the state board and the state superintendent have now. The state superintendent, whoever that will be, will be more of like a secretary and will advise this new director. But the person with the real power will be in the governor's office. Isn't this kind of a duplication of, of government services? Possibly, but it's also about, they say, uh, getting kids ready for the workforce of tomorrow. So there's a real component with higher education and trade schools and about sort of the argument Republicans are making is it's like high time we put all of that under a single umbrella. Our second topic is a bill that's up for more debate in the Ohio House. It's HB 454, and it would restrict the kinds of medical interventions transgender children can receive. The first version banned all access to puberty blockers and hormone therapy until a child turned 18. But this new version creates a series of hoops families would have to jump through to get those medications. The bill sponsor says this is a good compromise, but opponents say they're still combing through the language, but they think these hoops are so hard to get through that it could very well amount to a total ban. We had about two hours worth of testimony on Wednesday, no vote, and um, a celebrity visit, actually. Yeah, so uh, for Jeopardy fans, you might remember the name Amy Schneider. She is a uh, Dayton woman who um, grew up in Dayton, and she visited the statehouse to um, testify against House Bill 454. 
Yeah, and that made a little bit of news this week. Um, she was one of like the 20 people that got to testify. The vast majority of people who showed up didn't get a chance. Representative Gary Click, who sponsors the legislation, says there will be more testimony. There will be more time to hear from folks. And he doesn't know when it's going to get a vote, but he hopes that the bill will pass before the end of the year. Or so it could be moving in lame duck. It could not. Um, that's still not clear, but the hearings at least are underway. You know, Anna, we're hearing a lot about um, transgender uh, care for minors and transgender girls in high school sports. What's going on here? Why is it getting so much attention? Well, lame duck is always the time to pass controversial legislation for some reason. So it's not surprising that some of these more culture war issues are coming back up in lame duck because it seems to be a time when they move after elections, when lawmakers are leaving it. You know, people tend to be focused on Thanksgiving and Christmas and possibly paying less attention to the legislative process, but it's also because we're running out of time. And if you've got a bill that you really want to get done and you don't want to start all over from the beginning, you only have a couple of weeks left to do it. Our third topic is distracted driving and how the laws for using your cell phone in your car are probably going to change. So right now, you can't get pulled over for being on your phone unless you're under 18. Texting while driving is a secondary offense, meaning police need to be stopping you for something else. But House Bill 283 would let police pull you over for being on your phone. There would be exceptions like an emergency or even when you're at a stoplight. It passed the Ohio House on Wednesday and now heads to the Senate. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because Ohio uh, for several years has been debating whether or not they should go with what's called hands-free legislation, which would mean that, you know, you can't use your phone, you know, have it in your hand while you're driving, et cetera. People, there's a lot of libertarians who kind of uh, oppose this um, police, what they would see as police oversight. Um, a number of uh, black lawmakers in the Ohio House spoke against the bill saying that it didn't include police training to recognize implicit bias and that it could exacerbate problems with uh, minorities getting pulled over in much higher rates. What's interesting, Hannah, is that Bill Seitz, a Republican from Cincinnati, he got two amendments uh, put into the bill in committee. And the first is that um, if you have your cell phone up to your ear while you're driving, that's that would be exempt. And if you have it, if you're fiddling with your phone while you're at a stoplight, that would also be okay. So rather than um, Ohio going to hands-free, it's more like hands-free light. Yeah. And he had a great quote when he was asked whether using your phone, say texting at a stoplight would be distracting or whether it could slow traffic. And he said, that's why God invented horns. So our fourth and final topic this week is marijuana. Voters in Maryland and Missouri legalized recreational marijuana last week during the midterms, bringing the total number of states where adults can smoke cannabis to 21. Ohio still isn't among them, but that could change next year. Our coworker Haley B. Miller uh, pointed out that the coalition to regulate marijuana like alcohol planned to send another proposal to lawmakers in early 2023. The legislature will get four months to act on that, and if they don't, the group can take the question to the voters. Yeah, so the coalition to regulate marijuana like alcohol, they want to allow Ohioans 21 and older to buy and possess up to 2.5 ounces of cannabis and up to 15 grams of concentrates. And then also you could home grow up to six plants. Um, if you live solo, if you live in a house with multiple people, multiple adults, uh, the limit would be 12 plants and the products would be taxed at 10%. The tricky part, though, is that the Ohio legislature has been pretty resistant to legalizing marijuana, and um, it's unclear whether or not they will act on this citizen-initiated uh, venture. Yeah, uh, the Senate president, Matt Huffman, has 
basically said over my dead body. He he does not want to pursue it, uh, even if it comes to them, I guess. Now, they, I have heard from other Republicans who say, look, I think this is going to the ballot. I think this might pass, and I think it would behoove us to be the ones who write it. Now, whether they can change his mind, I don't know, but I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> well, it's interesting because back in 2015, Responsible Ohio had a constitutional amendment to legalize mar- medical marijuana and recreational. And it, it bombed, I think, in large part because the way it was structured, it would have given the 10 or so investors that were pushing the constitutional amendment basically a monopoly written into the state constitution. And that didn't sit well with voters. Um, but it did prompt the lawmakers to say, like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should go ahead and get the move on on medical marijuana. And Ohio did do that. Lawmakers do like to exert control over things if, if things are going to be changing. So you're right. The, the lawmakers have three options. One, pass it as written once it comes in from the um, coalition. Two, take control and pass some sort of recreational marijuana legislation. Or three, roll the dice and see if it makes the ballot and gets voter approval. And one more thing before you go. President Donald Trump is running for president again. He made the announcement from his Mar-a-Lago club in Palm Beach, Florida last night. And, you know, since Ohio is the mother of presidents, boasting eight leaders of the free world who were born in the Buckeye state, I thought it would be fun to pontificate in these last moments on who from Ohio might be harboring their own presidential ambitions. I really don't know. I, you know, I wouldn't put it on uh, on Mike DeWine. I think uh, capturing a second term was sort of his uh, the capstone to his, his very long career. John Kasich doesn't seem to be uh, itching to get back into that race. So I don't know. Who do you think, Anna? Yeah, I don't think Tim Ryan will do it again. He did run for president once before, but he didn't win the Senate seat. And that's kind of a hard pivot to make. Um, I did get the question from somebody about whether J.D. Vance might be eyeing it. But I said with Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump and some of these big heavy hitters in. He's a young guy. I think he takes time. I think he waits maybe, you know, four years, eight years, 12 years down the road. I mean, he's got time. He's, I don't even think he's legally old enough to serve as president yet. I think he's 38 and maybe you have to be 40. But anyway, you're right. He's got a lot of runway ahead. Yeah. So I really couldn't think of anybody. Somebody also asked Sherrod Brown and I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Maybe this will be the first contest in a while that Ohio won't have a native son or daughter seeking the presidency. Ohio Politics Explained is brought to you by the USA Today Network Ohio Bureau. You can find us on Twitter at Ohio Explained. And if you want to learn more about any of the topics we covered, check us out online at any of the newspapers in our network, like the New Philadelphia Times Reporter. That's timesreporter.com. 